This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have a very special guest because once again, she's so highly requested because of the first time she was here uh, <laughs> talking all that shit on Smosh. <laughs> <laughs> David, yo, no tea today, only tears. I, I kid you not. Like I, I rarely check comments, but whenever I do, that video still gets comments till this day o- over all the other videos. Oh, we hit it with the, we hit it with the, the hottest clickbait. But like, it's, it's, it was, it's still like interesting, you know. And also, I think everyone expected like it to be like a bunch of shit talk, and it was just like, no, I didn't go to college. I need to like, I mean, I did briefly. Yeah. But like, you know, not enough to like, I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting because when that video came out, some people were just there was I think like 99% of people understood what you were talking about. But there was that 1% of hardcore Smosh fans. They didn't even see the video and they just saw the title and they were like, well, fuck this girl. I know. Fuck this girl. She's black. <laughs> you know, I had, I had somebody. Okay. So, uh, the, I'm pretty sure like by the time this video comes out, it'll like have actually been announced, but the girls and I are doing like another side project. Oh, that's right. And like, you know, they put out a teaser video and GL was like, Hey guys, like post this, whatever. So uh-huh. like I went to post it and like before I went to post it, I saw a comment and it was from this person. I don't look, I don't remember what your name is, but you know who you are. <laughs> there was like a comment from this one person. They were like, Bo's. Bose climbed Smosh. She used Smosh, and now she's using JK News. I was like, "Listen, you stupid bitch! I literally <laughs> left to get a nine to five job because I wanted to do a career shift, and then I'm just doing other projects with friends." Well, first <laughs> like- of all, what do you mean you? This is so fucking dumb. This is how stupid people are. What do you mean used? She was hired. <laughs> That was, was her job. I you was contacted. What are you talking about? She was employed by them. Used, you dumb fucks. She was like, contractually employed and got a paycheck from them, you fuckface. It, you know, it's it's like, and like especially with like fan bases like that, there's a, uh, for some people, not all of the fans, but for some fans, there is a concept of what they want to be true. It's like a perfect example is like Twilight. When, um, God, what are their names? The the Edward and Bella people in yeah, real yeah, life, yeah, yeah. they actually dated. But when they broke up, people refused to let it happen. You know, they had this fantasy in their head of what they wanted to happen. And if that didn't happen, they were fucking pissed. Wait, they dated in real life? They did. They Yeah, they actually did. And then they broke up. It's like the same shit with like uh, Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. People create a fantasy of who you are and what your life is supposed to be. And when it gets shattered, like it, you know, they, they get get mad about it so like you know maybe this person believed like oh i was supposed to be in smosh not mm. bows you pe- know like it's dude. so fucking it's really weird actually i take it back people 
cope with their surroundings in different ways. But don't put that shit on me. I don't have time for it. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think like the comments kind of really it really shows how people are, right? So for me, in my small little bubble, I always expect people, I always give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Like these, like most people are generally intelligent. I don't think that's the case. I think what actually happens is like when social media came out, everybody said the same thing. They said that social media is making people stupid. And I don't think social media made anybody stupid. I think social media showed just how many stupid people there are. Oh, social media and the internet as a whole is just a million people finding out at once that there are people with different opinions in them. Yeah. You know, initially when we first, when we first got online, like I am a child of the internet. I yeah. was on Neopets at fucking 10. I've been playing <laughs> video games for years. I'm a child of the internet. And I think for a lot of y'all, especially around my age, or even just 10 years ago, when we first started getting online, we gravitated towards people that had similar interests. Yeah. Like if you were on Live Journal, you joined communities of like metal bands, or like if you were on MySpace, you liked people that, you know, had profiles that looked a certain way. You gravitated towards your coven. And now those groups have started to kind of dissipate. They still exist, but we're all connected to each other through like Twitter yeah. and other mediums. And so now we're seeing these other opinions, whereas, you know, eight or nine years ago, they weren't always so blatantly in our face. And now they're being served to us daily and people want to get mad about it. I'm so I'm so confused, too, sometimes when. So, for example, if they if somebody tells a story like on an online platform, right, immediately I feel like a lot of people say the same shit. Specifically, they always say either either I hear it a lot from me, like I'll tell a story and they go, that's impossible. And I start to realize I started to realize like I wonder why I wonder why it's when somebody says something, the immediate response is that you don't believe it. And what I figured out was that. A lot of people tend to want to rationalize things with stuff that's only within their reality. Their right? bubble. Their bubble. They yep. go, if if I wouldn't have done that, then clearly it's impossible. Right? But and and so like for example, like um like I told this story when I was a kid, right? So when I was a kid, I used to have like a lot of anger issues. And even till this day, I, you know, I, I, I tried to manage my anger problems. Um, but when I was a kid, it was super bad. Like I had to go through ther- therapy for it and shit and yeah. all this other stuff. So like I told the story back in the day and a couple of times, cause when it came up, you know, I would just tell the story about me when I was a kid, I stabbed this kid in his face when I was like eight years old with a pencil. Like I stabbed it through his mouth into the cheek. He had to get stitches. I got removed from that school and then I almost got expelled from that elementary school and, and so on. And so I read a comment recently where somebody was like, you know, David thinks he's such a fucking thug. He's talking about the story where he stabbed people. I was like, hold on a second. I told that story when I was eight years old. <laughs> I was eight. And, and it's also, and it's not to brag, it's to show how far you've come. Exactly. What you could have been versus who you and are so in, now. In my mind, I'm like, why did you think that was a story where number one, I was bragging and number number two, did you not remember the part I was eight years old? Yeah. How the fuck was I a thug? I was eight. That, dude, exactly. Like it. It's, I'm with you, David. It's you know, so I, weird. You know, I'm like, what story did I tell that made you feel that way? Right. And so what happens is and, and what I start to realize, too, especially with people, they go, oh. When I was a kid, I wouldn't have done that. Well, I'm sorry that you were such a little bitch. All right. When I was a kid, I got bullied a lot. Right. So because I was bullied a lot, but also at the same time, I had a father who was very tough. And he told me that when you go to the school, number one, I wasn't born here. I was an immigrant. So oh, I already had a disadvantage. Like people were already picking on me. So my dad always told me, listen, you're never allowed to put your hands on people first. But if they ever touch you or if they ever do something to you, I give you full reign to do whatever you want. Protect yourself. And so for me, when I was a kid, I always made it a point to say, hey, you can try and bully me as much as you want, but 
I will be that bully kid, but I'm gonna be the most difficult one ever. You know, so <laughs> you might have to think twice before you bully somebody like me, right? And mind you, like I understand why people bullied me. I was an easy target. I would have bullied myself if I <laughs> if I was back in time and I saw myself, I would have taken my own lunch money. But and so like I I I I had to really sit there and think. It's like I wonder why this is such a far fetched story for people to believe. Why is it so far fetched that you would hear a Korean dude that grew up with a bunch of black people? Why is that so far fetched? Why is it so far fetched that a Korean guy likes R and B and hip hop and that he does he does that without trying to be quote unquote black? Why is this such a hard idea for people to wrap their head around? And I realize it's because once again it's not within what they believe is to be true. So yeah. because it's not within that rationale, it's automatically a lie. And I. I'm like, how close-minded are these human beings? Like, it's it's kind of sad. Dude, you know, I think I think you're touching on a, a really good point of, like, something that I've always thought about, and it's the bubble. It's the bubble that we all kind of live in. And I think a really good example of this are, like, some YouTubers. Like, you know, like, not like you and, like, a lot of, like, JK and stuff. And I think that's why I gravitate so much to you guys, because you guys see the bigger picture. But, you know, as I came in, um, I, as I came into the industry, I met a lot of people that were severely depressed. Yeah. A lot of really depressed YouTubers. Like, you know, like people mm-hmm. that have been in the game for a minute and, you know, they, they had their peak and they felt like they might have, like, fallen off or they didn't keep up with that momentum, you know. And these people, they, they live in their own bubble where they compare themselves to other things in that bubble every day. And, yeah. and they wonder why they fucking hate themselves so much and they feel like they're not being successful. You need to look outside of the bubble. Like, mm. you need to look far outside of the bubble. Like, I kind of think of it, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm not explaining it that well, but like my, I guess the best way to explain it is like when I grew up, I was a fucking loser. Like, total fucking loser in high Same. school. Went to three <laughs> different schools, like in high school. Actually, I think I went to I went to four different high schools. Damn. Yeah, four different ones. Complete fucking loser. Nobody liked me. My hometown, like, I, I was basically nothing, like, right up until 25. And somehow, I get plucked out of my bubble that I couldn't see out of, and I get thrown into a, a much bigger bubble, which is LA, which yeah. is this new industry. And from somebody that came from literally nothing, this micro bubble, to being in this bigger like bubble, everything looks huge to me. I, I can see outside of the bubble. I can see the edges of the bubble. I can see everything. And I'm like, holy shit, I want to keep exploring. And I'm so happy about it. But some people, they just stay in this little tiny miserable world and they don't realize there are other bubbles you can travel to. You can go to bigger bubbles. You can see other experiences and they're, they're trapped. And like you, you don't, you don't have to be trapped there. Yeah. And it's, 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 I always told, you know, Joe also mentioned this too, where I think, who was it? Joe or was it Gio? But we were, we were talking about this where I, I said, one of the biggest blessings of my life or probably the smartest thing I think I've ever did was travel because Mm. prior to me traveling, I had no inclination to do it. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't care about what was outside of my little comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Right. And so once uh, Mariel asked me once, she goes, how come you never want to go to Europe? I was like, I don't want to go to Europe is because they speak English. And she goes, what do you mean? It's because it's too easy for me. I want to travel to learn something new and I want to challenge myself. Like I want to be in an uncomfortable situation because I feel like I need that as a human being. Because it yeah. reminds me of for me when I was a kid how I didn't want to travel because I oh, I was always scared of how uncomfortable 
uncomfortable it would be. Me not knowing the language, not me not knowing the food and not knowing anybody there. Because I always stuck in places where I knew somebody because it just made me feel comforted. And if I if I broke out of that space, I got I was fucking frightened. I mean, I never openly admitted it to anybody at the time when I was younger, but a lot of my friends who did travel, I was just like, Oh, why would you want to travel? That's so stupid. Yeah. And I would project that negativity because that's the stuff that I was scared about. Yep. I was scared. And it's so a, it's a comfort zone. Yeah. Like it and, and you try to make somebody else feel bad about doing the stuff that they want to do because you want them to feel as bad as you do. Because if they start to go mm-hmm. above you, then you start to feel this distance. And I always see this in a lot of friends too, where uh recently I had a conversation with a <clears throat> with a younger guy and he was telling me about well, somebody that's always around him. And uh, we're we're around him too. And I kind of wanted to warn him about this guy's behavior. Specifically because he's somebody who number one the guy that he's around is a very talented guy, very likable, super funny, like the guy a lot. But the reason why I wanted to warn him about him was because he's also the type of person he's only happy and joking when you are in the same situation that he's in. Yeah. The moment he starts doing better, the other guy, he makes like slight jokes about it, right? He's like, oh, I guess you think you're so much better than me. Oh, oh I God. guess this, this and that. Oh, who cares? Oh, your life must be so tough. And he does it in, in guise of joking. But he's really what he's really saying is that I don't like it that you're doing better than me. And if you move past me, you and I can't be friends. And you know what? So I have only recently, like in, I would say less than the past year, decided to get the fuck rid of all of those people because i was such a depressed and negative person i surrounded myself with other depressed and negative people because we were all miserable together yeah and then when i started doing a little bit better these some of these people they would do anything to either make me feel bad or literally go out of their way to pull me down literally like commenting shit on my instagram and these were like my friends and like sending shit to like fans and stuff and it was like oh it's just a joke and it's like it's not a joke it's I it it might be a joke, but you know what? I don't like your jokes anymore. Your yeah. jokes are hurting me, and I don't want to. I don't want to wake up at nine a.m. and have you ruin my day from the beginning. You're a toxic person, and I don't want to play. I don't want to play the lottery with you every day to see, or every week to see when you're gonna fuck up my day because you can. There's a because those jokes have truth in it. Yeah, you know? they do. And all jokes have a little truth in it. And so, you know, when somebody says, when, when they go out of their way to do that, you already know they're trying to make you feel bad about something. So when I first started doing YouTube back in the day, and mind you, I didn't know what YouTube entailed, right? And, you know, I kind of just go about my day and do whatever. Like, even till this day, I'm not bawling out of my mind. And I sure as fuck don't show it. I drive a fucking Honda Element for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just chilling, just being myself. And she, so when I went back and um, we, you know, we got together with some of the old homies. But there was this one fucking guy that irritated me. So the first- One fucking guy. Yeah, so the first year that I went back, when he made these comments, I kind of just brushed it off my shoulder. So it would be some shit like, oh, Mr. Mister Popular's back, Mr. Cool Guy's back or whatever, you know? And I'm kind of like laughing it off or whatever. But as you get older, you just your threshold for bullshit gets really, really small. So we were kind of at this, you know, gathering. So whenever I come back in town, like I always set the homies up and then this guy made the same fucking comment. He goes, oh, he goes, oh, what's up, cool guy? Like, you know, how's it like being rich and living out in LA? And I took him aside. I was like, what the fuck is your problem? He goes, oh, what do you mean? And I I was like, bro, number one, you're not a child and I'm not a child. 
every time I come around, you got some shit to say. So what yes, the fuck? David. So what the fuck is it Put that you want to say? Place. I was like, what the fuck Put is it that you want to say? Did you shake him? <laughs> I didn't shake. I didn't know. You know, <laughs> when, but, you, when you when you said I took him aside, I was just imagining you'd be like, hey. <laughs> no, no, I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't want to chew him out in front of my friends. You know, so I just kind of took him aside. I was like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? He goes, well, I'm just joking. And I was like, see, I already knew right off the bat you you were gonna say you were just joking because that's what everybody fucking says. They say they're just joking, but every time I come in, you say that type of shit, but it always has like this weird fucking connotation to it. So if you're joking, I don't fucking like it. So the next time I come around, you make that fucking joke that you and I are going to talk. Yeah. And I was like, we're, we're supposed to be friends, right? I was like, whenever you, so he just got, at that point, he just got a new job. When you got a new job, I fucking congratulated you. I said, yo, congrats on everything, blah, 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 blah. No joke, no underlying, no bitterness, no nothing. No nothing. Like, that, that's it. Right? But when something good happens to me, you always got to make, you always try to make this joke and try to make me feel bad about it. So, so what the fuck's your problem? You know, and he, to be honest with you, if he was a really good friend, after that conversation, he never hit me back up. He didn't even, he doesn't even come to the circle anymore. Yeah. And that's, and you know what? That's fine. Like, and I, and I, I, I'm so firm on Nike and I'm a person that is just going through this and I try, I try so hard to, you know, use my platform now because like, you know, I'm working full time and shit. Yeah. I try to use my platform to... How do I say this? I really hope in the next 10 years that I will be where I want to be, you know, and where I want to be is at the fucking top, bitch, you know, (laughs) and so often we hear stories of people that are already there and you're like, yeah, sure, this is inspiring. This is great, but you don't really relate to them. So, you know, anyone that like watches my shit, I want them to walk with me. I want to pull everyone up with me. I want them to see me on the come up. I want them to walk with me and then we all make it to the top and Two of the most important things that I can already say that I've learned that we talked on today is a think outside of your own bubble, get outside of your comfort zone. Like we as humans, we we underestimate ourselves, not realizing that we adapt when you throw us in the water, we will swim. And if you don't think that you can't swim, fucking think again, man, because you will, you know, like we are so adaptable. So think outside of your bubble and get rid of toxic people like it will change your fucking life. Like there's a couple of things I've changed in the past year, and I would say that like those are two of the hardest hitting things that have like changed my life entirely. And I was so scared to get rid of people that I thought I was close to. But, you know, sometimes you have like, sometimes you have people that are there for you for many, many years. And after a while, it just doesn't work out. It's time to change. And it's, I'm pretty sure that move was hard too. I mean, I'm, a lot of people call me fucking cold blooded because I tend to be very candid and very straightforward. Right. Yeah. And the reason why is I actually got this from my mom. My mom's like that. And I, I always look at her because, number one, I always wondered, well, how can you do that so easily? And the reason why is because when you get older, you just don't give a fuck. That, I, I don't that. got time to give. <laughs> I, got, I got only so many fucks to give. I don't want to give it to everybody, right? I mean, we could give little fucks. Like, it, you know, those little baby yeah, fucks it's away, like, right? David, we're getting to the end. And I don't have <laughs> as many fucks to give as I used to. I have less and less. And so I need to eradicate some of the things that cost a fuck. I'm telling you. So you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> yes, right? So, 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 you know, summer's coming around right now, right? It's wedding season. Yes. There's a oh lot of people God. who are getting married. And this is the weirdest part for me. So yeah. people already know, number one, I don't really like weddings that much. Yeah. I, I really don't. Like, I'm not a what in the fuck is that? Is that? Oh, I thought, yo, straight up. I thought that shit was a bottle of wine. I was like, this bitch, real? Is it? It's sake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that shit was mad racial for a second. She, <laughs> she was like, uh, David's Korean. Oh, he's not Japanese. Oh, fuck. All right. No, this is. 
Is you Am drinking? I? Let's go get go David, enjoy yourself. Are you gonna judge me every time I need a drink? No, I'm not gonna judge you. I mean, if you see me on Thrillist, I drink all the fucking time. It's just kind of wild yeah. that you had it in your bag. Well, I mean, I just <laughs> <laughs> I started. You know, I forgot about it. I was gonna ask you when I walked in, like, David, I need you to warm this up for me. <laughs> you should have told me to would have warmed that shit up. Oh my god, David, you're so nice. That's so fucking funny. Oh, look at that. Look at her go. You know what? This is what we call accepting somebody for who they are, a drunkard. I'm and I, I'm just like, she's just, yo, who the fuck just has a bottle of sake? Are you a traveling samurai? No, what the fuck? I knew I was coming to the podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, just, let, t- let me tell you something right now. I've done a number of podcasts at this point, And where are the treats at? You know your girl likes a little sippy yo, sippy. I like a little one, two, hey, three. Yo, hey, yo, so check this out. Nobody, nobody in JK drinks. Yes, they do, David. I was just with them, unlike you in okay, Vegas. Okay, no, but check this out. They don't really drink, though. Oh, you, you, except for, I don't even know if I should say this. Look, look it's let like me Nikki just, drinks. No, 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 no. Right, right. Tiff, Tiff drinks. Yeah, Tiff drinks every now, but she doesn't drink. No, like, t- Tiff was, in Vegas, Tiff was like, I just want to keep a little buzz going. <laughs> <laughs> It was my favorite tip. That's, that's what it, we call downy tip, dude. It was, yeah, tip was so down to ride. Okay, so no, tell me this wasn't fucking cute. So Gina and I shared a room. Sorry, yeah. we were talking about no, weddings. Go ahead, go ahead. We, but thing. you know, that's also, we fucked up because like we sat down and we were like, pain. <laughs> we just we just went right into it though. What the fuck? We went deep real fast. We well, did. You know what? Girls have a really amazing ability to do that though. Like I feel like for me, I fucking love girl talk the most because girls tend to they just open up themselves a lot more. Like they have they show their fucking wounds. With guys, it, it, there's like a lot of hoops that you have to go through, right? Yeah. So you have to go in and out and finally a dude will open up. But girls, I always love girl talk because girls always they got the motherfucking tea, dude. Dude, we we're because we hold stuff in because y'all think we're fucking crazy so then we have to like talk about it amongst each other see i wish see I, i'm telling you when when i get old enough i'm just gonna get a sex change i'm gonna chop my dick off and get a pussy and i'm gonna go to a bathhouse with ladies and just start and just start talking what's up ladies <laughs> like i'm a woman now so, i don't, I don't let's know talk. in the bathhouse we don't talk man we in uh in japan like i feel like a lot of the girls well so typically in like onsens you don't really speak a lot like you just stay real quiet but then the hotel that we were at the onsen everybody was talking specifically there was a bunch of chinese tourists that were just yapping it up oh my god speak of the devil i was gonna tell you this but i was like let me save it for the so i had it i i ubered up here yeah i told you uh-huh. it was an hour and 15 minute ride yeah i know right <laughs> but it was uh i got in and you know how sometimes you have a talkative driver oh no i was like I have like a trick to it at this point. If I have a long ride, be nice, but don't talk mm-hmm. until the last like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. And he starts talking to me immediately, like immediately. And like 15 and like I keep trying to like kind of end the conversation and like 15 minutes in, I'm thinking like, I need to save my energy for cameraman. I need to save it. <laughs> I, was like, I need to save it. And he just like kept talking. And then and then he finally said, I just started driving for Uber two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, great. So th- this means that he's he thinks he's got to get the good rating and he wants to talk to me the whole time. And da, 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 da. And so like after like 30 minutes, like we were driving like through the Hollywood Hills and I was like, oh, man, we got to go this way. I was like, well, I guess we're going to have to look at houses because I thought that this was going to be like really low energy. And I was yeah. so annoyed by this man. And then it felt like we were practically married. We were like, look at that one. I love oh the glass. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Let me tell you. And we were just looking at houses on the way up Yo, here. The best Uber drivers, <laughs> I, I shit so you happy. not, are fucking 
immigrant Asian people. Because number one, it's just a job. They don't give a fuck. And number two, they will never talk to you because they can't speak English. What? And I lo- and I, fuck, <laughs> I fucking love it. When I see, if I look at my Uber driver and it says his name is Zhang Zhao Jing Zhao, I'm like, fuck yes. Because this motherfucker is not going to give a fuck about traffic laws. He's going to get me there faster than on time. And number three, he ain't going to say shit throughout the ride. Right. I fucking love it. Minus maybe sometimes it might smell like herbs, but I kid you not, it's like the best. Like I get excited when I see the foreign words on there. It's dope. You're so funny. It's the best. I get bummed out when I have like a driver and there's like a um and there's like a rug on the on the seat mm. and they have like random textures of cloth like <laughs> draped over everything. And I'm like, dog, this does not match. Yo, this is your office. One time I had uh, <laughs> I had this Uber driver and I actually put it on my Insta store. I fucking shit you not. I think most people would have given this guy a one star but this motherfucker was on something so he picks me up i kid you fucking not it was on my insta story i gotta go look that shit up but he had like fucking underglows and lights everywhere neon lights everywhere on the inside he was blasting techno music and on the freeway he had all the fucking windows rolled oh my god we love him and i just i sat and i was like i think i'm gonna die (laughs) david it's like Sir, I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he gave a fuck, dude. He's that- like, you like Zoom in? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was just sitting in the back. I was like, dude, this is either going to be the fastest ride of my life or I'm going to be dead. David's like, no, I'm cold. Yeah, I love bass nectar. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally like that. He, could, he I, If I asked him to, to fucking roll up the windows, I think he would have told me to fuck off. Oh, my gosh. But I fucking love Uber Rise, man. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those things, too. Like, if anybody asks me to pick them up at the airport, I immediately hate them. I'm like, I fucking hate you. There's Uber. There is fucking Uber. If you could afford that plane ticket, you could afford an Uber ride. I don't know, David. It's pretty expensive. I'm getting and I'm getting better with my money like these days. So I'm very conscious of stuff like that. Like $20 is not a drop in the bucket anymore. But see, for me, if I pick somebody up, right? Let's say like somebody picks me up. I would buy them a meal anyways. So it would still cost me like 20 something bucks either way. So I might as well just spend that on an Uber and not inconvenience somebody. That's true. But also it's a test. For the friendship test, fuck that friendship it's, test. Uh, well, let's say you're saying fuck that friendship, David. <laughs> I'm not saying fuck that friendship. I'm saying it is fuck that friendship I would because pick you're you trying up to from pu- the airport. You, 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 <laughs> you bitch. You would not. You would not. You get the fuck on out sure of here. I sure would. I bet you would. You know what? If you asked me to pick you up, I would too. But I would fucking hate you for it. Wow, David. I would pleasantly pick you up and say, bitch, David, I'm gonna throw you out this it. fucking window. Is what I'm gonna do? <laughs> David, I will, windows up I will or windows slice down. your feet off do you right like now. The AC? Bitch, Pandora. You would not pick a Pandora station. You know what? I'm coming. When I fly out for another Thriller show, guess who I'm calling? Like, hey, Bose, uh, I need to be dropped Tim, off. You and Tim. Dude, I'm still. I, look, I told Tim the other day. I was like, I was like, we need to do something with David just so we can bring his blackness out. <laughs> like, well, it's going to happen. I'm going to legit. If you if you, I'm going to be coming back to LAX and I'm calling you up like <laughs> Bose. Remember when you said you're going to pick me up? Well, guess what, bitch? It's a Sunday and it's high traffic time. David, I need I'll it. see you in an hour. <laughs> And I'll, I beep, and I'll hang it up right there. David, you know I need at least seven hours, seven days notice. Oh, no, 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 no. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. There's no such thing as seven days notice. That, that it? I mean, okay, look, Uber aside, though, otherwise the airport is like an old school trick. That's like, it would would somebody pick you up from the airport? How close are you guys? I would, I, legit, I shit you not, I would pick you up, but I guarantee you I'd be cursing you out on the way. <laughs> like, as I get there, I curse you. I'm cursing you out like before you're there. And on the way back, you're going to have to hear me complain all the way back. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Look, y'all, you know, David, 
David's got a good heart because we barely knew each other. I didn't have your number. We had never talked outside of JK. I think we had shot together like two or three times. And like one day I DM David. I was like, hey, man, I need a favor. This dude hits me back in five minutes. He's like, yeah, what you need? Here's my number. Let me know. I'm like, oh, bitch, my heart. But I didn't text you for like two weeks. I know, this bitch. So she fucking comes. Like, she asked me for a fucking favor. She just ghosts us out. And I'm like, <laughs> she's probably dead. And I just. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I was like, I deleted Twitter from my ho- my phone. Oh, I was and like, you fucking know why? <laughs> I, I thought you died, and I was like, mm, she probably dead. I, well, fuck I, it. I think I was on my computer. I literally only use Twitter on my computer. I do not have the app anymore. I'm tired of it, and I know you are too because I see you yelling at people 24 seven. Okay. Like the Yo. one time I get on, like it'll be like one new tweet from David. So fuck you. <laughs> Yo, my fucking Twitter. Like I, I decided to only write like stupid shit but not write stupid shit back to people anymore and the reason why is because i kind of i kind of get caught up in it not angry but i enjoy it too much like i try at a certain point i dislike the person so much i try to make them as mad as possible so now i'm like okay well now i'm just being a troll so it it started to develop a really bad habit where somebody let's say somebody writes some stupid shit they'll be like david fuck you you're not funny then i'll just write something else like i'll look at their profile see what they're doing i'm like cool well you're fucking white trash and your mom never loved you and then (laughs) and then they'll come at they'll say some other shit i was like that's funny how can you talk with my dick in your fucking mouth like i would just say whatever i can like childish it's not even great comebacks but it makes them so fucking mad well you know and it it really shuts them down and i think that this is a okay if i can offer a possible explanation let me just get the juice there you go get your thoughts going yeah now if i can offer my own like what i think it may be and then maybe we can come up with a solution on how to like help trolls in a healthy way so you know how sometimes people like leave a comment and it's Mm -hmm. so fucking angry you've never even seen this person's name before they don't know you it's just fuck david he's a stupid fuck you know blah 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 blah, you know um i i wonder and just here's one theory if like maybe we remind them of somebody they know or we have tendencies that are like someone that they know or maybe we said something or have an opinion like similar to somebody that upset them hurt them or they don't like because where are these feelings coming from like sometimes these are some very strong words you know um and and i can't help but think that maybe some action or something is vaguely reminiscent of something from their past that upset them see you know um, what you have what you have something called empathy Oh yes, you have a lot of empathy. Oh, I, oh my God, David, I am, I'm like, I'm so empathetic that it that it's almost a problem sometimes. Like, do you ever get secondhand embarrassment? Absolutely not. See that? So secondhand embarrassment is a sign of empathy. Like empathy for some people is so strong sometimes that you can't, you like, you feel that. You know, you feel that in them, and it, it bleeds into other things. Wow. And so, like, I I think that this th- those feelings are too strong. For you to hate me from a 30-minute video. And, and that's something that I realized and it helped me take things less personally, you know? Um, and so I think that sometimes when these people leave these comments and say these things, it's a way to rise above the person that they're relating you to. Damn, see, you know what? That's some grown-up shit. And I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a fucking child. That's not what I think. What I think is like, okay, so this person wrote the shit and this person actually thinks that this comment is funny. And arguably, it's not funny. You... <laughs> sir should not have friends and so for me i try to figure out why this person's life is bad not to empathize with them but to laugh at them oh and so God, that's, is that empathy because i think that's empathy that's not, okay that's not, I, it, but in like i'm I, like oh my god this person's fucking dog died yesterday
yesterday. Very well deserved. And then I just move David, on with my day. I'm like, I, you stupid son of a bitch. I hope your dog fucking bit your balls off before it choked on it, you stupid asshole. And well, then I go to sleep and I go to church on Sunday. You know, I think what I think Amen. is interesting is that, you know, especially considering you said that you came from a place of anger and pain. Now, I also came from a place of anger and pain. If we were not where we are right now, we might be those trolls on the Internet that are venting their frustration to people because they're having a bad day. Oh, absolutely not. I would just be on a stand-up comedy stage doing it instead. <laughs> no, David, but I'm saying if you had taken a less positive path, you know, I, I'm Look, just get your empathy shit out of here. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> get your stupid fucking empathy bullshit out of here. This, this is what I would I, I would me? I refuse to say that I would be that person. <laughs> look, look, in 30 minutes, me being like, David, you have to understand. <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna really, this bitch, yo, I wish I knew you like to drink because I would have stocked up like a motherfucker. Dude, I, I enjoy a little like a little. You know, like, like, what's your, I, like what's your shit? Like, what do you like to drink aside oh, from sake? I, dude, I, I personally, I love warm sake, and so like, I was like, oh, this will be room temperature. Like, we'll be. yo, I didn't know because see, it's also boiling in here, so I'll just leave this bottle right there. <laughs> I didn't know you like <laughs> drinking. If you oh did, my God. I would have stocked up because I'm, I, 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 you know, you I'm like dibble dabble with the drink. You like to have a little. I'm dude, fucking, we should have gone for it for the second episode. I'm a Korean dude. Of course, I like drinking. Really? Yo, there's a bev. Yo, after we end this episode, there's a bevmo right around the corner. Oh my God, David, are we walking? We're gonna walk to Bedmo. We're gonna get a drink and we're gonna come right back. I shit you not, dude. That that's and you know what? Is that not the best part too? Is that like like the second episode is like I was wondering how we got to this point. <laughs> the, the second episode is gonna start. Sorry, by Jim Brain Punk and what we been talking about when someone going around here doing funny things with man. <laughs> and we have the most empathetic bitch in the world and me a stone cold. I don't. I don't. Know. I, look, I do have empathy, but I also had that other side where I just choose not to give a fuck about somebody yeah, because there's so many that. people that I would have to be empathetic towards and that would be the more Christ-like thing for me to do but <laughs> I tell you something man like I'll tell you Christ in me is to live to die <laughs> look I got all these like old Christian songs in me but the problem with that is that oh, it's just so hard to be a Christian sometimes I'm telling you it is so fucking difficult even as I say fucking I know I'm not supposed to say it but it is hard and that's why i go to church on sundays to refresh me because i feel like if i didn't go to church i guarantee you i'd be 10 times worse as a person i well i you know what okay so i am not religious mm -hmm. but i was raised christian i was raised very christian and for like a myriad of reasons i not only will never be a christian but the thought of christianity angers me however my grandma was a um, usher at a church for 40 years. That's tight. Even as a retiree, she cleans the church every Sunday. She goes in because she is out here fucking hitting the board for the Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she really is. Okay. And my mother is such, she's so religious. She doesn't curse. And, you know, for the longest time, I never cursed around her. And like when I finally rebelled at like 26, I was like, you know what? At 26, Fuck. bitch, that's hella late. <laughs> I was like, I, and I know I was so respectful. I never cursed around my mother. But although I am not Christian and I do not foresee myself becoming a Christian, I was raised with very Christian morals. Yeah. And I'm so incredibly thankful for that because I'm a loose cannon with like a compass that's like, go north, go north. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this, like I do. It, it's funny because a lot of the people that I vibe with, they're they're not Christian, but they grew up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of those, you know, the positive moral 
lessons that they've got from growing up in a Christian church or a Christian community that kind of seeped into who they are, mm-hmm. right? Which is really good. So even for me, like for as a kid, let's say my kid chooses not to be a Christian when he's older. Um, that's your choice. But I think I am going to put them at a church as a kid because I think a lot of the stuff that I learned, just just morally wise, uh, aside from like, you know, we're not going to get into all the deep, dark fucking parts of like, you know, Christianity or whatever. Oh, but David, just I'm here for, for it. Yeah, but just for the, the you know, just like love your neighbor, you know, choose love over hate, all this type of stuff. Like yeah. I wouldn't want them to at least have that foundation. Absolutely. You know? you know, and I, when the way I grew up, I gravitated towards like the emo and the metal kids and stuff. And I dealt with a lot of people that were like, hail Satan, like, you know, just to be edgy and shit like that. And, and I also was friends with some kids that thought that they were like anarchists and stuff. Like I grew yeah. up around, I mean, I, I gravitated towards some really like. These were black kids or white kids? White kids. Okay. Duh, okay. David. I was about to say, I was like, what black kids you hang out with? I, I was like, what the fuck? have any black friends. <laughs> if, like, any, if there are any black folks out there that want to accept me. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of black dudes that want to accept you. (laughs) Yes, there are. (laughs) But but I I grew up around all these kids and like there was a point where like they were all like, you know, fuck Christianity, baby, where I was like, okay, let's take a step back from this because, you know, it is ambitious to think that people are, people have enough of a moral compass or they are smart enough to know right from wrong. Yeah. You know, it, they don't. They fucking don't. They need a code of conduct. And with Christianity, like, I don't know what's going to happen when we all die. But with Christianity, there's a code of conduct and then there's a reward or a punishment. Yeah. And that is what human beings need. Yeah. If we did not have the concept of religion, so many people would run rampant because there was no threat of impending doom if mm. they did bad things. I, I absolutely believe that religion is necessary to keep people from going fucking insane. Or like uh, in sense in government. So I know a lot of people who who think that having a government is just is just ridiculous that people can figure it out oh, for themselves no and you're and you're you're living once again in your own bubble of thinking everyone's as smart as you because you may be very smart you may be have a fantastic moral compass but you're forgetting about the other people yeah i feel like um like i understand why people don't feel like they should be governed for specific things right like i, I completely understand that the one thing that that just deters me from that is the fact that i think if we are truly just animals then we're really based on survival right and people will do whatever they can to survive but if there's no rules within that they can do whatever they want to get to that point of survival so and i feel like that's some of the deepest like darkest shit that people would do and that there aren't rules or a code of conduct i mean who's to say what's bad or good you know like it's it's just it's very it's kind of a scary thought for me you know what i mean it really is and like it, it once again goes to, you know, you and I are people who have clearly said that we can think outside of, you know, our moral code of conduct, our bubble, our comfort zone. But we cannot imagine the depths of people that are in their Oof. darkest place. We can't imagine that. And I mean, how interesting is it is that there is government and there is religion or there's their parents that they don't want to disappoint that are keeping them from unleashing that really dark side of them. Yeah. You know, and then or sometimes it's goals, aspirations, a job like I and you know what's interesting? I'm actually almost terrified of people that have nothing to live for. If I feel like you hate your job, you hate your life, you're like single, depressed, whatever. I, I like I'll help you like best as I can. But if I feel like there's animosity towards me or something dark, I'm a little scared because I know I know like how dangerous I was to myself and others when I was in a dark place. Oh, yeah. You know, like like, you know, I I I, I let yeah. Me, let me tell you this. So when I was in a Riverside, <clears throat> I was in a dorm 
uh, <laughs> there was this one kid. He actually got removed from school. He got arrested because of, of of a bomb that he was like trying to make in his room. Yeah. So check this shit out. So I remember this fucking Asian kid. This kid was fucking weird. So the the first like week or so, or it was like early on when we first came to Riverside. I shit you fucking not. This dude had like dead rabbits in his room, and so this fool brought a pellet gun onto school so he could hunt rabbits and cook and eat them. And I was like, well, first of all, motherfucker, where did you grow up? You're Asian. This is a little weird. And yeah. he grew up in like the LA area. So I was like, you didn't grow up on a farm or some shit. So this is very odd, right? So his roommate apparently uh, contacted the authorities because he found uh, him trying to make like bomb kits in, in, his, in his closet, like the, like the shit, like the ingredients. I don't know what, what the they f- fucking were exactly, yeah. but he got taken away. But check this shit out. I was the nicest to him, just in case <laughs> this motherfucker was going to take everybody out. I swear to God, like, if he was going to blow people up, there would have been a smiley face on my door that would have said, you're cool. You're, you're <laughs> the best guy in the fucking world. I, but, I befriended the fuck out of that weirdo. But also, also, I mean, and, like, not even from, like, a survival instinct, but because of, the like, the very empathetic thing, because I've been in such a dark place before and I know, like, how much it hurts, how much you can't really you feel like you can't control it how deep that spiral goes if i see somebody that's in that position and i'm around them constantly i will be very kind to them because you never know when they're gonna kill people no david no david you never know when they need a conversation you know like it almost like if like think about it if they're spiraling downwards and you put a break in that spiral with a conversation or a fucking joke or something you you really are helping can i say this though oh my god i tried and that motherfucker had no sense of humor (laughs) All David, I had to you do, gotta, you gotta all do another I, joke. All I had David, to do, it wasn't funny enough. I, all David, I had to do, joke. all I had to do was come in and just be like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And he would look at me like an idiot, and he would just walk by. But I was like, "Hey, at least I'm the one that said hi to him, but motherfuckers." No. And then also another thing is, is that sometimes it's okay. That's that's a little odd. It's uh, he was he was he was he was he was out there like he just didn't. He was just kind of zoned out all the time, and I. I didn't think that he was going to blow anybody up, but I felt like he might stab a couple of people. I thought you, I, I, I didn't think he was going to blow anybody. Like he was just going to get on his knees, suck, start sucking dick in class. Hey man, if he did, we would have been best friends. No, but <laughs> this we guy. Oh, he's not that weird. That's normal. No, he's, 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 he was odd, man. Like he was just a weird kid. And I kid you not, I kind of looked at him like, you just look like a skinny version of me. Why are you so weird, dude? What's up, <laughs> man? Like, but there's not that many Asian people on this floor. Dude, you make dude, him look bad. You know what though? I, um. I I feel like I was not that weird, but I was very weird. I was, and I would have been nice to you every day. You think I would so? have been that break in your spiral down? I would have been like, oh, "Hey, what's up, Bose?" And then you would have looked at me like, "Shut the fuck up, fat boy!" Dude, and I would have no, been like, David, "All right, man, that's cool. I'm David, still gonna say no. hi to you." I would have been your friend. Oh, would you even have? If you were chubby. Thank you. And what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you, Tell you, something. you actually looked nervous. He was like, "What?" Fuck? I was I was really chubby, but. I was very charming. I was a chubby, charming man. Dude, I was... Wait, did you ever see that Instagram post I did of what I looked like when I was younger? Yeah, that shit was crazy. Oh, my you God. Look, you look like a white girl. Like, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck were you doing, dude? Like, what kind of people did you hang out with? Dude, yes, yeah, all white people. That's fucking crazy. All white people. I was... David, I'm mixed. Black people did not want me. They were like, oh, she's not black enough. I had no coven. 
Really? Really? That's fucking wild. I talked about this on Tim's podcast. Sounds like you didn't listen. Uh, let me tell you something real quick. I literally texted it to you four times. I was like, hey, David, here's the link to Tim's podcast. No, you fucking hey, did David it. David is live. You try, to, try to fucking make me look bad on this podcast. And I'll tell you this. The reason why I don't watch that stuff is because I wanted to ask you the same thing so you could bring it back up on you. I, um, dude, I, I, like, I talked about this before and I thought it was interesting how like Tim and Nikki and, you know, everyone, they were, they're from... California originally, so yeah. I don't think they understand how much fucking racism. No, is, we don't. I we, mean, we absolutely don't. So I, like I mentioned this too before. It's um, when I was uh, starting YouTube. There was a lot of kids who would talk about, yo, like you know, what's it like being an Asian that does this, this, and that. And I'm like, where the fuck do you live, dude? What? Like, what, like fucking white people just come up and pants you and go, oh, ching chong, ching chong. Oh my and, it, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck do you live? But they they would literally experience shit like that, and I'm like. Oh, it's because I live in California. I live in Cali. I live West Coast, baby. Like, there's a lot of Asian people. There's a lot of Asian people that run shit over here, too. Yeah. So, you know, even the thought of, like, an Asian thug makes people laugh in certain parts. Like, what do you mean Asian thugs? Aren't you guys all fucking, like, whatever, fucking pencil pushers and fucking number crunchers? No. It's like, cool. Well, why don't you say that to a bunch of Asian boys out in Long Beach and see what's up? You know, so it's like, oh, so these people do exist. Like, there's, like, still some hardcore racism out there. Yeah. Because, like, if, if you came up to somebody, let's say, albeit in a very gangster-ass neighborhood, and there was a bunch of Asian thugs, and you said, what's up, chink? You might get a bullet in I your know, fucking chest. I know, I know, I know. Oh, my God, dude. That, like, and, and you know what else? People love to say shit like that online, and they would never. Of course not. Oh, never. Of oh, course never. not. Oh, absolutely not. Never. Yeah, I I was like, I was trying to think, like, there was so much shit that I didn't even talk about on his podcast. Just like, like oh my God, like so much racist ass shit. And I think what some people found the most was surprising was that my first very racist experience was with black girls. Oh, me too. Oh, Really? Um, not I guess blatantly racist because well, this girl got kicked out of school for this shit though because she called me a chink and I never had anybody call me a chink except for a black girl, and so oh. I was I was I mentioned this too when I was um this story when I when I did gook it was like on a panel yeah and they I I actually told them like I've never heard somebody call me a gook a white person call me gook it was actually a black girl that did at my school when I was walking home and I don't know what the fuck she was having a bad day or something but she said watch where you're going you fucking chink and I and I what the yo, <clears throat> yeah and she called me a chink and a gook and she said gook and chink. I never heard these terms before like gook I was like the fuck is gook and the only thing I thought was does she know Korean because gook means soup in Korean I was like yo why the fuck is this bitch calling me a gook and I and I had to ask her like yo gook is a racist shit and of course I was like yo what the fuck but she got pulled aside because one of the uh, the teachers heard her say like a couple of racial slurs they took her aside I guess she was like one of the trouble kids in school but she got mm, kicked out after that good. that was like the last straw so I was like yo the first time somebody called me a gook and a chink was, uh, was a black girl really yeah dude that's I mean I they they didn't really they didn't really call me names. It was more so that I was just uh it, I went to an all black church and I was the the lightest person in I was the lightest person in the entire congregation. Like the yeah, really? I I stood out like a sore thumb. But it's just because my dad is my dad is like white and native and so and my mom's black, so I just I just looked different. So I was very easy to say for them to say, Oh, you're not like us. Yeah. You know? At um, a church? Yeah, that's very odd. Oh, that's not yeah. very Christ-like. Yeah, I mean, it got um, it got very bad, and they they were they started first they started bullying, and then they started hitting me. They hit you? Mm -hmm. Like what? Punched you in the face? Yeah, they were mad because you had nice straight hair. That's why <laughs> they were mad. It's like, look, we got to pay for this shit. It, your fucking. <laughs> it was it was 
uh, it was really bad. Like it's like it, it's such a it was such like a traumatizing event for me. I'm gonna tell you this story. I feel like I shouldn't even. I feel like I just go ahead. Oh I gotta, fuck! I gotta, I gotta I'm gonna tell. I'm shit. gonna tell. Okay. So um, damn. What if I start crying, David? If you cry, <laughs> yo, everybody cries on this. No, podcast. I'm not. I'm not. Look, Oprah, stop. David's no, every- like David's like just wait until he strikes something. Okay. So it's gonna seem really silly, but like basically, I was going through months of mental and physical abuse by like the same like group of girls yeah like just the same group of girls and for literally no reason other than probably that i was light-skinned and my mom's an author so like i was well i'm like fairly like well-spoken mm. you know and um i was just different and and so like one day uh i was forced to go to this sleepover at the church it was like a lock-in and i didn't want to go because i didn't have any friends and i kept telling my parents like my mom and my grandma like i don't want to go i don't want to go don't make me go please don't make me go they made me go anyways and um, it was nobody talked to me the whole night. I was basically by myself. And then at one point I saw some boys playing video games and I've been playing video games because I was a really lonely kid. So I walked over and I went to play video games with them. And uh, I guess some of the girls had a crush on some of the boys and they didn't like that. I went over and talked to them in their eyes. They're like, oh, look at this fucking slut. But I'm like 10. You know, I'm not even 10. I'm like seven, yeah. you know, but it's just you guys are playing video games. I play that game at home. I want to play with you. So I start playing with the boys and I'm pretty good at this game. You slut. <laughs> exactly. They're like, <laughs> you fucking slut. This gets fucking weird. Right. And this, I'm also telling you why I'm not religious. Yeah. So. Uh, so we so we go like everyone like I play video games with them. I don't remember that much. I was really young. And then we all go to bed. We have this like uh, sleeping like sleeping things or whatever. Yep. Um, and then like I wake up at like early in the morning and it's dark. Everybody's asleep and I have this stuff like all over me and I touch it and I thought that it was blood. And like I'm like seven, you know, and I um, I really thought that it was blood. And so I scream. I just like scream because I feel this stuff. I don't know what it is. I'm like scared and anxious. They flip on the lights and these bitches had just put ketchup and mustard all over me they covered my entire body with ketchup and mustard yeah like while i was sleeping they had like like everywhere and so like i i'm embarrassed because i had just woken up everyone in the room it was a huge room i'm embarrassed this woman had to like clean me up and like i'm like i'm like why did they do this why did they do this but then like i just get like angry after that like i went fucking cold like i shut down as a kid like i i've been dealing with like physical abuse like i was getting beat up i was getting fucking like yelled at i was getting spit on by these girls that i didn't know and then this was just like it like this was last straw they're going to hell <laughs> so this is like where it gets weirder this is where it gets even weirder david i can't i can't believe i'm telling this story this i'm is, like shocked this because... is like very personal to me yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so um this was this was a really traumatizing event for me as a kid because yeah. and I, and I I'm also okay with telling this because as minuscule as it seems I think it's important to remind yourself of trauma and things that are a shock to your system yeah, yeah. you know because this really was because I felt betrayed by you know my grandparents and my mom that had made me go when I begged not to go I did not want to go back to this place I was fed up at this point I was embarrassed I was hurt like everything and like. I went cold as like a seven or eight year old child. Like I was fucking done. Yeah. But um, so that happened on like a Friday or Saturday night and my mom had to come pick me up and like I could tell that she was like really destroyed mm. because um, she 
she wanted she wanted to make her mom happy and my her grandma my grandma was very religious so my mom felt like she had I, I had to go to this church I had to be a Christian and my mom felt hurt because she was like I can't believe I fucking let my child go yeah. like after you know I had been seeing her come home like upset from children's church every day and um and so it was just kind of it was like fuck and so my mom like calls like the pastor and is like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> like what the like what the happened were you guys watching in the name like, of jesus christ what the yeah, fuck in, uh, excuse me sorry in the name of jesus christ yeah. are you fucking kidding me yeah. you know and so like this is like a big deal and like people in the church are talking about it and shit too they're like oh oh uh that's a that's that's brother percy's kid yeah oh, that's, you know the, so there's like murmurs and shit like that and then with my prayers so we go to church on sunday this is where it gets fucking weird so we go to church on sunday and it's a black church you know any black folks out there y'all ever been to a black church you know this shit's like two hours so at the end of the sermon entirely in front of the entire congregation which is like 200 people the pastor calls up the three girls that did this to me and asks them to come to the front of the church Oh shit! calls them by name and tells them to come up and he takes this fucking water and he goes i curse you and your families I'm not fucking kidding, David. He's like, your eyes just went like, what the fuck? To these like I girls. Know, I didn't know pastors had that power. He, 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 tells him, he tells him, he's like, I curse you. I curse you and your families. This sounds like it's out of a fucking movie. I swear on God this happened. I don't know if this guy thought that um, doing this would... Make you feel better? Yeah, or my family feel better. But instead, it was shaming the three girls and all of their families who were in the congregation. And keep in mind, it's not just mom and dad going. It's mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle. So three girls, let's just multiply that by five. Fifteen people in the congregation. They've got friends of friends. To me as a child, I felt like everyone in that congregation fucking hated me for being such a little bitch, you know? Like, and that was it. That was the end of the sermon. He did that and he dismissed everybody, you know? And I still had to go to that church for a few years. Damn, what was that like after? Damn, dude, that fucked me up. Like, it was, I, and you know what the fucked up thing is? I don't remember. I was done. I was completely done with the world after that, you know? And I mean, like, and that that wasn't the only, like, unfortunate thing happened in my life. You know, like, there's, there's, like, a few just, like, small things that basically the world told me very early on, before I was even 10 years old, that nobody wants you here. Yeah. Like, that's what I was told. And that's, and I saw the world through a lens of that, you know? Yeah. Um... And it was, yeah, it was really rough. And like, to be fair, man, I really can't tell you because I don't, I don't remember. I just blocked it out. You know, and it, it took me, it took me a long time to claim my Sundays back, yes. which I'm like super happy to say I have them back now. For years, I dreaded, I hated Christmas and I hated Sundays. You hated Christmas? You hated, <laughs> you hated Santa Claus? I did. I hated, I hated Santa Claus it all, man. Santa Claus ain't even Jesus. That's, I was just like, a, that's just a white dude with a beard. I, I was done. I was, I was, because it meant, it just meant, it just meant going back. And so like, yeah. I would like, as a kid, I would like, you know, People Monday, you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like was like cool. And then Saturday would hit and I knew Sunday was going coming and I had to go back to the church. So for like years and years and years, I was shut off to that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, another thing is, and like, my mom's probably going to listen to this shit. We've talked about it. Like, I don't really care. Um, another thing is, is that like, it, it's it's kind of that thing we talked about again with the bubble. My mom never, she never went through a depressed phase, like a depre- like a, a hating yourself phase. So she didn't know how deep my pain went with this well, stuff. She couldn't empathize with she, it. She didn't understand. She didn't 
you know, and like it was like a big deal for us, like later on in life to like come back and be like, you know, like I forgive you and I didn't understand, you know, yeah. it was really big. But I got my Sundays back. I respect Christianity now. I can't have y'all crazies running around. But yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people do have like these very traumatizing experiences like at church. And it's and it's kind of sad because even for me, too, like I've had those experiences. Right? Yeah. And uh, like I had to figure out for myself. It's like, well, Man, like I, dude, I remember uh, there was this. It's I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I think everything's funny. David, maybe you can cry. Man, well, I ain't gonna cry. This is hilarious. David, you can cry. <laughs> I just want to tell you. <laughs> no, but this shit was fucking crazy, man. So I used to flip between two different churches. Well, three different churches because my friends went there. So uh, every now and then I would ask my mom, "Yo, can I spend the night on Saturday at their house so I can go to church with them?" And my mom's like, "Oh, cool." But there was this one church that I really liked going to because I thought it was such a fucked up church because <laughs> some shit would always happen. And so <laughs> one Sunday, this dude. So these two brothers, known to be hyper-temperamental, you're talking about the stereotypical Korean angry dudes. These two dudes were fucking named. They were Sean and James. I'm not going to say their last names, but they're Korean, so you can probably figure out what it is. <laughs> so, Sean, <laughs> so Sean and James, right? There's only a few options. Uh, these dudes were, they played rugby. It's already a very violent sport, but they yeah. were so fucking angry, right? But I don't know what the fuck happened that day at church. Wait, how old were you? <laughs> I can't remember, man. I, I had to be like, this is definitely, I still was, I was in the junior high or like sixth, sixth grade or something like that. Oh. So sixth, seventh, or eighth, something, something around there. I don't remember the exact age, but I remember, <laughs> you want to talk about some savage shit. So, so there's like a Korean joke. They go, people say this, like, let's make, let's make like a Korean church and split just because Korean churches split all the fucking time. <laughs> so this was a very pivotal moment where this Baptist church split and it was due to be this one fucking fight. This dude, Sean and James's dad had beef with the head pastor. And this is after the head pastor was done saying his speech. After he was doing his, his, his whatever shit, the, it was, and he was kind of like within the sermon, he was kind of alluding to how we all have to stick together. Like, even though you have differences and this is what God would want. And so he was kind of lightweight throwing shade at the person that's about to stand up and oppose him. So he basically said, if anybody has anything to say, just come out in front of the congregation. And let's talk about it. So Sean and James's dad, who I could tell who he got their anger problems from stood up and he was like, I have a problem. You know, like, <laughs> and then he just stayed, goes up on the podium with the pastor and starts cursing him out in front of the whole fucking congregation why and i'm i don't fucking know i don't know i don't really attend this church and i'm like yo what the fuck is going on he was fucking his wife some i don't know what it was you think right? he was fucking his wife yo I, I can get into some other stories about that shit but i don't think that was the case in this one i think like uh, they just did they had disagreements about how how the church was being ran and but this guy was so fucking temperamental decided to do it in front of the whole congregation start cursing this dude oh out oh my god like a dumbass but check this shit out right so literally as they're going back and forth they're screaming at each other fucking sean and james these guys these two dumb fucks come up and they clock the head pastor Black socks the head pastor. I'm talking about an old fucking Korean man. What? Just to like defend their dad? dad? And the, this, th their dad was in no immediate danger. <laughs> like these fucking two stare, like roided out fucking meathead Korean dudes decks the fucking head pastor. I'm oh like, my God. Yo, what the fuck? I was like, that would like make me so sad, David. Dude, I was just like, yo, this is fucking WWF in real life. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Dude, churches are fucking crazy, dude. If you ever want, I have so many church stories, you people don't even fucking know. You have cheating stories? Dude, I got a, I got 
shit ton of church oh stories. my god can no we fu- can we like hit up like that weird i was listening to a podcast today where these girls were talking about how to cheat and they look i'm gonna tell you this shit this shit's crazy they were like if you want to cheat go into your notes section on iphone and then share it with the girl that you're talking to what the fuck that's Be- crazy because they were like your your girlfriend will never find it this is what i'm saying that people are i was so like and also accepted. i was like i was like these are women i was like are you bitches really telling them how to we're supposed to be in this together yeah we're supposed to be in this yeah people don't fucking know man like i got so much the reason why i don't even tell half of these like bad church stories is because to me it's entertainment but i don't want to deter people from christianity <laughs> but I, mean, I got a lot of bad stories though like it's fun to me it's funny though like i look at it as this is hilarious because you know as they say church is for the the, the sick and the hurt so they're not there's not supposed to be perfect human beings at church so stuff and, like and, supposed and to happen. also i think it's safe to say that like let's just say 70 percent of churches have good intentions 30 percent don't yeah, and there and we I think we can all agree that there are some that are like, oh, I'm I'm a believable person. I'm a fucking sociopath, and I want to make some money. I'm gonna open a church. It's non it's nonprofit like that da 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 da. And man, go from I, there. I got some stuff. Well, fuck, man, we actually hit an hour. So yeah, that we went. That's tight. That we went into some deep shit. We did. That's what happens. I, get a little sake in there. <laughs> dude, no. I mean, I barely even touched that shit, you know? But like like about like halfway through, I opened my mouth. I was like, I can't believe I'm giving David this content for free. <laughs> I was like, I was Yo, like, you know I, what the crazy thing about the internet is? You could tell that same story in your own personal space and it'll be 10 times better. It's just different. You know what I mean? Because I've told, I've told the same stories like on JK News and I have on this podcast, but it comes off different every yeah. time when you do it on your own platform. Yeah. Because you're allowed to elaborate in a way that you can't when you're put on the spot. David. So much fucked up shit has happened to me that like ketchup and mustard is like I feel like it's like actually no that was bad because I was like a child that's pretty bad it was like it especially, was like especially at a safe place especially at an area where you had a conversation with your mom and your grandma and you said I don't feel safe there and they sent you there anyways so if you guys don't know what a lock lock, lock in is you. that's what it is thank you. So, you know, you kind of felt betrayed by everybody. It's like, who who do I have to turn to? Because I told you I didn't want to go there. You sent me there anyways. I go there, and now the situation became worse. Mom? Because <laughs> mom? So it's hard because, like, you know, especially for your mom, too, because it's a church, she always thinks that the church has the best intentions. Yeah. And I, I believe that the religion has best intentions, but not people. And you can't control every single person in exactly. there. But, you know, we, 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 we you know, we going to keep rolling on yeah, this shit. Okay, shit. Anyways, well, just to clarify what a lock-in is, if you guys don't know, a, lock, a lot of churches have this shit where a bunch of the kids will stay in at the church and sleep, have a big sleepover at night. They do, like, Bible study and praise, and they spend the night and have a slumber party. That's what that shit is. It's not some fucking prison shit. <laughs> They're like, well, that would be a lockdown. Anyways, uh, you guys could catch us on Spotify. You could catch us on fucking, uh, what's that? iTunes, whatever audio platform there is. Remember, if you guys see us, leave comments. Leave comments in below about who you want to be on here, topics that we should talk about, current events, whatever. We're going to get in on that shit. Bose, where can they find you? What do you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Oh, plug. and. Yo. Shit. That's yes, Instagram. My Instagram is Big Boss Bose. Find me there. And we have another project coming out with some of the JK News girls this June. You'll find links to it there when it gets announced. It's gonna be some crazy shit. Like I'm telling you. I definitely won't be a guest on there, but I will say this. Yes, if, you will. If I ever do, I cannot fucking wait. I love girl talk. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>